you, you just have to hustle. In, in life, you don't get very far if you stand still. This is the Penny Forward Podcast, a show about blind people building bright futures one penny at a time. I'm Chris Peterson. And I'm Liz Botner. We are blind people learning from each other how to be successful in our personal, professional, and financial lives. Do you want to bring in more money by starting a business, but you're not sure what you can do? Networking with other business owners is a great way to learn how to turn your ideas into a thriving business. It is also a great way to find inspiration. In this episode, you'll hear two interviews with blind business owners Chris recorded at the American Council of the Blind National Conference and Convention, which took place in Omaha, Nebraska in July 2022. You'll learn about the products and services each business offers and what it took to get each business off the ground. Before we start, we'd like to thank Ron and Lisa Brooks at Accessible Avenue for sponsoring the Penny Forward podcast. I'm sure many of us have experienced frustration and uncertainty when trying to use public transportation or paratransit services that are either inaccessible or just poorly designed for meeting our needs. Accessible Avenue works with transit agencies and other mobility providers to make transportation services accessible for everyone, including those of us who are blind or visually impaired. Accessible Avenue also works with individuals and organizations who need training or assistance with public transportation problems. You can learn more at www.accessibleavenue.net. We'd also like to thank Kane Brolin of Brolin Wealth Management for sponsoring the podcast. Investing doesn't have to be complicated, and it's never too late to take action. But depending on how far away your goals are, the decisions you need to make will be very different. Kane Brolin is a blind certified financial planner and chartered special needs consultant who may be able to help you no matter how much you have or what stage of life you are in. Learn more by visiting brolinwealth.com or by calling 574-254-7180. So I'm here with Artis Bazin. She's the president of Ivy, and we're at the, what do you call this, the Blind Business Expo? Yeah, it's called the Business Expo, okay. where blind business owners showcase their products and services. Okay, and she's here as a business owner and also as the president of Ivy. And uh, can we talk briefly about Ivy and what it is and what it does? Sure. Ivy stands for the Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs. We're a group of business owners, and some of our members are just wanting to know more about creating a business and we have a website where we share lots of resources for business owners we also have a monthly call we call entrepreneur exchange and we have it on a different topic every month relating to business ownership we also have occasional calls on other topics and we try to share information of interest for business so owners. We worked it out. How long has Ivy been around? It started in 1982, I believe. So it's been around for 40 years. Uh, it's an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. And it was started so that business owners who might not at first feel, you know, that 
ACB is for them, but they are business owners, so they join Ivy, and then they find out, well, hey, ACB has lots of things for blind people, and so it's a good affiliation. Yeah, it really is. Talk to me about your business, though. Um, how long have you been doing it, and what is it that you do? Okay, I've had uh, this current business for 22 years. The name of my business is Bazin Communications, and my name is Artist Bazin, so I just use my last name. I do speaking, business coaching, and writing, and I also do some Braille transcription for people when requested. But my primary services are the speaking, business coaching, and writing. I mostly work with entrepreneurs wanting to either start, build, or improve their business. You know, helping them with goal setting, helping them with particular things that they need help doing. I also help organizations by coordinating events and helping them to do things that they don't have time to do. Speaking, uh, my most requested topic is secrets to coping with challenges and change. And writing, I've helped people with lots of different writing projects from helping them write content for a website, uh, writing a PR article or article for a specific publication, or sometimes just critiquing what they've written to kind of tweak it a little bit to make it sound a little bit more professional or more PR related. Okay, and how did you get started with that? Well, I used to be in food service management uh, with the Randolph Shepherd program. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. And it's a food service program that's through the uh, Department of Rehab in each state where you manage a food service facility where it's mostly in state, federal, or sometimes private locations, but mostly state and federal. And I first got started by doing that. So that's also entrepreneurship, but it's in food service. Well, while I was in that, I decided to go back and go to college, got my BAs in public relations, speech communication, and then my master's in teaching, because I really enjoyed the training aspect of the job more so than actually the food service part of it. <laughs> so I started this business and moved away from food service management. And was that a gradual transition or was that a, just a quick snap your fingers, I'm doing this now kind of transition? No, actually I started speaking oh, 15 years before I transitioned into a new business. I first started just speaking at church groups and nonprofit groups, schools, etc., talking about blindness and how blind people could do whatever they wanted to do. And then I started training employees or bl other blind people to be able to do food service management. And then I've always liked to write, so I like to write stories, um, trying to explain exactly what I do in a way that helps other people feel like they can try it. And I edit a newsletter for the Rindo Shepherd vendors. So I just kind of progressed, decided, well, hey, I like doing these things better than I like doing food service management, so why don't I just start a new business doing those things? <laughs> was there a point then where you kind of knew what your business was going to look like? And... and um, 
And how did you know that it was going to be successful and that you could kind of move away from food service and into this? Well, you know, you never know for sure. But when I... I was going to be moving to California because um, I met this guy, you know. <laughs> and But I knew that in the Render Shepherd program, if I wanted to stay in that program, I'd have to start from scratch because each state has its own program. And I'd been in it for long enough that I didn't want to have to start at the beginning again, go through all the training again. And since I'd gotten my master's in this and I'd been doing it on the side, I just decided to go for it. And then when I moved, I did apply for a bunch of jobs with the city and try to get some employment on the side as I started the business because I wasn't sure how successful it would be. But when I didn't land any of those jobs that I had applied for, I just decided, hey, might as well just go full steam forward. And I think once you decide you're going to do it, then you put your name out there. And I joined some networking organizations, which really helped me a lot. I thought joining Business Network International, it's a organization where people refer business to one another. They just allow one of each type of business in each chapter. That really has promoted my business. And then I joined the American Business Women's Association, the local chapter. And then I've gone to like networking events, the chambers, and also I volunteer for lots of organizations. So some of my um, clients have come from volunteer work. Like I volunteer for a voting company called Democracy Live. You might have heard of it. And so I do contact work with them and talk to advocates, talk to um, some of my state officials, and do work for them. And then one of my nonprofits that I've done volunteer work, now they pay me a stipend to do a certain amount of work for them because they wanted me to do more than what I felt comfortable doing just as a volunteer. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, work from a sense of what you're familiar with and then find out, you know, what you can move forward with. About how big is this? How many businesses are here and do you have a sense for what types are, are here? Uh, right now, uh, this time we just have three businesses here, but it's a variety of products because some of us do more than one thing. Like even though my business coaching, speaking and writing are my key things, I do sell products, you know, like my large monk the pocketed uh, tote bag and it says it making the impossible possible on it. And then I also have some thumb drives and some braille and print greeting cards. But uh, the other people here sell a variety of different things too. So if you go around and talk to them, they can tell you about their products. But in Ivy, we have about 24 members right now and a bunch of different types of businesses. But unfortunately, not everybody felt comfortable coming to the convention in person, so that limited the number of people that actually were actually doing a booth in person. <laughs> so along those lines, you were telling me before we started recording that uh, there are plans in the works to do something through Zoom so more, more people can participate. Yes, we're, oh, we've talked about doing a business expo online. And what that looks like, we were talking about like the 1st of November, <clears throat> having opportunities for businesses to sign up 
and have a Zoom room for a certain period of time. And a period of time would depend on how many businesses sign up. And they would either use their own Zoom line or one of our members could uh, borrow their Zoom line so they could come on and tell about the products and services and also give them contact information so people could actually purchase the their products from them. And we're hoping that that'll draw some new businesses in that haven't been part of our group before just because of the outreach because we're planning to do a bunch of marketing with all the state special interest affiliates as well as you know with the listservs that all the organizations have and outside ones too if possible so. <laughs> do you have a, a sense for when that will be happening uh, we're talking about the 1st of November, um, the, like the weekend right around the 1st, because we want it far enough ahead of Christmas so people can be thinking about what they want to buy for gifts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and they can sell their products and services for Christmas presents for different things that they feel people might want to give as gifts. Not that they have to give them as gifts, but... <laughs> right, it's a good time, though. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, different people sell you know, different products that people might want year-round and other things people think of more you know, at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, so do you want to give your contact? Sure. Uh, my name is spelled A-R-D-I-S. B-A-Z-Y-N, Artist Basin, and my phone number is 818-238-9321, and my um, cell phone, if people want to reach me uh, when I'm out of town, is 818-209-8684, and my email address is abazin at bazincommunications.com. Dot com, and that's plural, communications.com. And where can people find out more about Ivy? Okay, Ivy, you can go to the Ivy website, which is ivie-acb.org. And my website, I have basincommunications.com or um, artistbasin.com. Great, artist, thank you very much. No problem. We'll continue our interview in a moment, but first. Looking for resources and services related to blindness and low vision? The trained staff of the American Printing House for the Blind Connect Center Information and Referral Line are here to help. Call 1-800-232-5463 or visit our website, aphconnectcenter.org to access our Community Connect calendar, our directory of services, as well as our websites. The APH Connect Center, providing resources to guide children, parents, adults, and job seekers who are blind or low vision to greater independence and success in their lives. Call 1-800-232-5463 or visit aphconnectcenter.org for more information. ¿Busca recursos y servicios relacionados a la pérdida de la visión? El personal entrenado de American Printing House for the Blind Connect Center, línea de información y referencias, está aquí para ayudarte. Llame al 1-800-232-5463 o visite nuestro sitio web, APHConnectCenter.com. 
www.ghostdog.org. Para acceder a nuestro Community Calendar Connect, nuestro directorio de servicios y nuestros sitios web. El APH Connect Center, que proporciona recursos para guiar a los niños, padres, adultos y personas ciegas o con discapacidad visual que buscan trabajo para una mayor independencia y éxito en sus vidas. Llame al 1-800-232-5463 o visite APHConnectCenter.org para obtener más información. Is there something you'd like to talk about? Visit pennyforward.com slash podcast to learn how you can contact us and send us a voicemail that we may share on the air. I'm here with Edward Cohen. He is the creator of a large print daily planner. And uh, he did this to solve his own problem and found that other people were interested in in having it too, and that turned into a business for him. So, uh, Edward, it's nice to meet you. Thank you, and you as well. So, tell me your story. My elevator story. Well, as as you said, in 2014, I could not find a weekly planner that met my low vision needs, so I made my own and started using it. And the next year, people saw it, asked me where they could buy one, and now, going on nine years, I'm still making them each year and selling more each year. So, can you describe the planner a little bit? What kinds of problems you had with the things that were on the market and how you solved them? Sure, it's a great question. Well, it's eight and a half by 11. It's spiral bound. Each of the daily cells are equivalent to about two three by five cards. So, it's a huge amount of writing space. I use all black ink, which a lot of them didn't. Um, the fonts are about 50 point, and the only thing that's there is the date and the number. Uh, you know, Monday the 12th sort of thing. Occasionally a holiday, but the rest of it is wide open space. And I put a black edge around the outside of the pages because I would write off the paper, and I'm told that's not an uncommon thing to do. So with that black edge, it just prevents it. Some people call it a pen bumper, which I thought was cute. That is cute, and it's a problem that I would never, that would never have occurred to me, uh, that that would even be a problem, but that's really interesting. Um, I have my hand on, I think, one of your planners out on the table here. How many pages is it? Well, in printer talk, it, it's 70 pages, Okay. but that's because it's printed on both sides. Mm-hmm. It starts in the December of the current year, runs all the way through next year, and ends in the middle of the January of the following year. I include, besides each, the left page being Monday, when, Monday through Wednesday, and the right-facing page being the rest of the week, in the beginning, each month have their own page. So if you need to see a month at a time, it's there. Uh, and in the back are a number of lined pages. If you've ever used any bold-lined writing paper, that's what's in the back, and you use that for notes. Uh, it's got a laminated cover, and um, it's just a very uh, simple but utilitarian way to manage your daily schedule. Yeah, it is very simple. And, and it, it also feels very high quality. It feels like a notebook. 
the cover is very glossy and thickly laminated. Uh, the paper feels feels like good quality paper, not not something that's going to rip real easily. How did you go about once you decided that you needed this? How did you go about getting it made? Well, uh, the first step was to get my wife's permission to do this crazy thing. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, I kind of have a background in project management and uh, creative things. So I didn't start off without a, a sense of how to get things made. But I started locally. I used a local printer and did the first year and found that there would be much less expensive ways to do it and started calling around. But I used a lot of resources. I, I used a score. Um, I, I used any any resource I could find out there uh, because I had never done a business like this. And there's a lot to learn, I'll tell you. I'm sure. Um, all of that sounds kind of expensive. Was it kind of risky, or did it feel kind of risky to, to, to get this started? Uh, certainly there was a small amount, but I started off small. I only printed 400, and I managed to get a contract with the state where I sold some. And then I started calling the companies that sell products online, you know, um, independent living aids, lighthouses for the blind. And once they saw it, they would order them. And I remember getting uh, my first order for 100 calendars, and I was so excited that this is actually going to work. So I broke even in a little bit. Um, my wife thinks I make about 25 cents an hour doing this, though. Okay. Well, not, not nothing. Um, what's it like to get a contract with the state? That sounds like a complicated thing to start with. It is. Um, I used to be on the other side uh, reviewing these. So I expected it to be a long, convoluted process, a lot of paperwork, and it was. But that's only the first step. After that, you have to let people know who would want this that it's available. And that's where the real hard work comes from. And I'm always looking for help for people who are good on the phone and good with their computer that might want to help me. Um, so talk to, talk to me about how you let people know that this exists and and how you kind of decided that this was worth doing as a business in the first place. Well, I'll, I'll take the second question first. Um, I've been very fortunate in my life uh, to get where I am and, and, and have what I have. And I saw this as producing this as my way of giving back to the low vision community. I was legally blind at the age of 45, and I'm now in my early 70s. So besides just donating money and going to conventions, making this has been my way of giving back. And then the other products that I'm making and working on. Um, as far as letting people know, it's, well, in a way, we are doing one of the things that I used to do, is I would shamelessly say, hey, have you ever seen a product like this to the right person? And you were lucky enough to sit next to me and, and have an inquisitive enough mind to follow up on it. But um, once you've been in the blind community for long enough, you start knowing that there are all kinds of outlets. Before there were podcasts, there were uh, every state library puts out a, a newsletter um, uh, there's those kind of organizations and, and now that the world of the internet is is we're hip deep in it there's podcasts and uh, you, you name it and of course I have a website and I am on Amazon uh, easy to see products and so that's where most of my sales are now uh, you, you just have to hustle in, in life you don't get very far if you stand still 
So you talked about other products that you're you have or that you're developing. You want to talk more about that? Well, I'll I'll talk about the one that's currently on the table, uh, and that is high contrast sticky notepads. Uh, we're all familiar with the 3M Post-it note, which is a three by three yellow pad, and they're very functional for all kinds of things. But they didn't work for me as well because, again, I would write off the edge. So these are the same sort of pads, but they have a black edge. So I call them high contrast. They fit precisely on any of the daily cells in my calendar. Or if you use them anywhere else, they jump out at you with that black edge. So that was just another example of here's a twist on something that's out there, but let's make it low vision friendly. And I'm guessing that it, that was a little bit easier to, to develop because you already knew how to get a, a notebook printed. Sticky notes can't be that different. True, true. Um, there are sort of special printers who like to do this type of work. So when I found out that the fellow who did, the company that did the calendar said, "No, you might try this others." I tried them, they didn't do it, I kept around. Being persistent in business and in life pays off. I did eventually find a company that specializes in these sorts of things. So, how did you decide on things like pricing in order to get this out on the market? Um, if you ever listen to any TV ads, everything is nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> yep. So that's how I started off uh, selling the first twenty fifteen calendar. Um, fortunately, I didn't have to live off the proceeds, um, and so my my margin between what I paid and all my costs and what I charge was not that large. But I also knew that within the low vision community, a lot of people don't have that much expendable income. And I did not want to price people out. Now, over the years, the price has increased, but I'm always trying to keep keep that in mind. I want I don't want people to be unable to buy something that would really help them. Makes sense. Well, uh, why don't you go ahead? You started talking about this earlier, but why don't you go ahead and shamelessly plug yourself now and talk about all the places that people can find this or get in touch with you if they want. Very well. All right. Begin shameless plugging. Um, obviously, most people like to buy on Amazon. And if you uh, search for my website, I'll give you, I'll spell the name of it. The letter E as in Edward, Z as in Zebra, the numeral 2, uh, and then C as in See the Pretty Flower, S-E-E, all followed by products.com, products.com on Amazon. My website is easytoseeproducts.com. Um, we also have a phone number, which is one 800 2348291. If you are with any kind of a large organization, we can also work out a deal as a fundraiser by calling that number. And what, what we can do is we can set up something where there's no money out of your pocket to set up this fundraiser. You're not going to be stuck with a box of M&Ms that you didn't sell by the middle of the year. Those are the main things. You can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at easy2cproducts.com. I noticed you had an 800 number, and not every small business does that. 
how important do you feel that is uh, as a business owner to have an 800 number these days? It is, it's a juggling act. Um, I only have that because I have a group of people who are helping me and they set that up. But before then, I could not take phone orders. Um, we also take mail orders, and many of my calendar sales were mail order sales to begin with. Um, and if you call that phone number, they can give you the, the address to use. And we actually take checks, which I hear most people don't uh, do either. But that, again, is thanks to the, uh, the company that I'm now working with to take some of the weight off of my shoulders. Okay, well, Edward, thank you. This was very informative, and uh, uh, I hope that people that will find this planner to be useful will reach out to you and contact you. It seems like a great product. Well, thank you for this opportunity. Do you know the difference between a savings and money market account? When you're in an unfamiliar financial environment and need a hand understanding the lay of the land, Penny Forward is here to help. Our online courses, members-only group chats, and access to one-on-one coaching help you build your own bright future one penny at a time. It's easy to sign up or cancel at any time, and memberships are just $9 a month or $99 a year. Visit pennyforward.com membership to join us today. The Penny Forward podcast is made possible by a sponsorship from Dennis and Nicole Malinis. They sponsor the Penny Forward podcast because they believe in Penny Forward's mission to help blind people navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance through education, mentoring, and mutual support. Thank you, Dennis and Nicole, for your generous contribution to sponsor the podcast. The Penny Forward podcast is produced by Liz Botner and Chris Peterson. Audio editing and post-production is provided by Byron Lee at superblank.org, and transcription services are provided by Ann Verdine. Penny Forward is a community of blind people building bright futures one penny at a time. Visit pennyforward.com to learn more about who we are and what we do. For all of us in the Penny Forward community, I'm Chris Peterson. And I'm Liz Botner. Have a great week.